traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Yes. All right, what do we start with first? What's more important? Um, the war in Ukraine or Will Smith? Silly question. All right. Number one. Now, at this point, I think Jada Pinkett Smith is in a position where she's... Oh, all right. I'm just... Obviously, the war in Ukraine is more important. It's also, for me, slightly incomprehensible. I want it to be done. I want peace. I love peace. I hate war. I saw it firsthand. Um, war should only be fought if it's absolutely positively necessary. Clearly, this wasn't. Good news is it seems to be potentially winding down. Uh, the Russians are uh, reducing their military activity around Kiev, which we used to call Kiev. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm glad this is over, because I can, uh, you know, stop pretending I know the difference between Liev and Maripol. And oh, I just I'm sick of it. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I want it over for the good of humanity. And also because I just can't stand this particular war. And the, 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 I just it's not my thing. All right. Never been to Ukraine. Um, know some really great Ukrainian people. As a matter of fact, I met a very nice woman over the weekend. And her cousin is over there fighting on the Ukraine side. His name is Roman. Says he's doing well, but he's very scared. Young man, about 25 years old. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll be thinking about him. uh, It really has affected people. When it first started, I thought it was going to be over in 10 seconds. I I, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see – I believe the hype about the Russian military. Didn't you? So good on the Ukrainians for uh, fighting back as – professionally and intensely as they have people defending their homeland will do that uh and also this um i gotta point out though that war crimes seem to be happening on both sides russian troops are committing them it looks like ukrainian individuals sometimes i can't tell if they're in the military or not militia newly formed whatever i guess that might mitigate it somewhat in that some of these folks were not trained in the rules of war i got a course in it the Geneva Convention, what you can do, what you can't do, how you treat a prisoner of war. Why do you treat a prisoner of war nicely? No, you don't rough them up. You don't slap them around. You don't torture them because that's what they will do to our guys. That's the thinking. And by the way, they tend to do that to our guys anyway, but that's who we are. We're Americans. We don't do that, right? I hope not. I really hope not. You know, one time I was in Iraq and it was in 2005, 2004. It's well after the invasion. It was one of my multiple long-term assignments to that place. And I remember one night feeling like such a schmuck, forgive me, because I was incurring a hell of a lot of risk. I went to a place called Fallujah in the Al-Anbar province, went downtown, and nobody in America cared at that point. They were over the war. They had other things to do, other things to talk about. And there I am in some Humvee going to downtown Fallujah waiting for the IED to blow up. 
I just felt like such a schmuck. It's one thing that the whole world is watching. And I'm sorry, that's part of it. These war correspondents, you know, take risks, but the reward is pretty great, too. Can be. Anyway, at that point, everybody was over the war, including me. So after that assignment was done, uh, I was driving by a place called Abu Ghraib Prison. And my driver, my driver, I sound like a billionaire, right? My driver, uh, he was a guy giving me a ride. That's a more apt description. And he was an Iraqi citizen. He said, Abu Ghraib. And he told me that they were torturing uh, people in there. I said, you mean Saddam used to do that? No, 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 no. Americans are doing that. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. My country, sir. Oh, what a silly fool. How could he think such a thing? We have a professional military. We would never do that. We are the United States of America. And sure enough, we were doing all kinds of horrible things to the Iraqi prisoners inside Abu Ghraib. Saddam Hussein's notorious prison. And under America, America's notorious. That was a bit of an eye-opener for me. So look, we want this thing to be done. Uh, Denazification, which sounds kind of crazy. A lot of us don't know or associate Nazis with uh, Ukraine. And especially you've got this... Jewish president, I'm told, Zelensky. I do know, however, that anti-Semitism is a big thing in Ukraine and has been for a long time. No one likes to talk about that these days. I wonder why. I also know that corruption has been a big thing in Ukraine for a long time. Not terribly long ago, I think one of the big, how many accounting firms are there? The big eight, the big nine, the big ten? One of the major firms said Ukraine was one of the most corrupt countries on earth. One of the top three. I think Colombia, Ecuador, and Ukraine were in the top three. No wonder why Joe Biden wanted to make that part of his portfolio when he was vice president. I'm sure he just wanted to straighten things out and make sure things were on the uh, the up and up, right? All right. Can we hear the incident one more time? The, uh, the Will Smith punch? Because there are some interesting things that have come out of this. Uh, very interesting, actually. Go ahead. What happened? <laughs> oh, wow. 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 What happened next? Give me another one. <laughs> that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. Here. Uh-oh. There he comes again. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the out of me. Now it gets really ugly, the cursing, and then, then we're moving on. Well, not really. Do me a favor. This is Will Smith sitting down, and this is where it gets really bad, even worse than the slap, maybe. It's on global TV. Cursing. 19. No, wait, wait, which is that? 20. Nick Mike's name out your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Ooh, yikes. Uh, all right, so something seems to be emerging, although I'm of an open mind. I could be wrong. I'm talking to... Uh, Friends, colleagues, coworkers, uh, you name it. I'm just talking to people about this and what they think about what they saw. I haven't made up my mind. There is a possibility that something's emerging here. Generally, you can't speak about everybody, but that people of color think that this was somehow 
righteous and understandable, maybe not perfect, but yeah, they know where he's coming from. And people uh, who happen to be white are like, throw the book at him. Now, I happen to know that there are people personally, I think I know people who disagree with me on that. And there are, you know, I, but as a group, I think that's kind of, I don't mean to generalize, but I'm kind of generalizing here. Who remembers the O.J. Simpson verdict? 95. I remember where I was. I remember being like, wow, but I, I wasn't. Anyway, you saw the video, right? You've seen the, they had They had watch parties and people were watching. And white people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. This is horrible. And black people were celebrating and dancing for joy. Totally different perspectives based on very different life experiences, I guess, or ways of seeing the world. I think this might be happening now. Still too early. I know a lot of people are processing this. So Tiffany Haddish, you know who she is? Now it's funny. You know, when you're famous, there are so many famous people. It's really hard to keep them straight. Uh, you can be a well-informed person and not know who Tiffany Haddish is. Nobody watches the Johnny Carson show anymore, right? I mean, so, uh, but she is famous, even though most people don't know who she is. We don't have any A-list celebrities anymore. I mean, here's what happened. If you became famous before the year 2006 or so, you're in everybody's hard drive. You're embedded. But if you became famous later, it's a little bit harder. All right, so Tiffany Haddish is speaking on the red carpet. And boy, does she have attitude. Wow, you say the wrong thing to her. This uh, innocent reporter makes a slight faux pas about her dress. She calls it a costume. And things are off to a bad start. All right, we have that Tiffany Haddish red carpet moment, please. Uh, right, we do, don't we? Yes, no, maybe. Kevin, talk to me. What do you got? You're looking for it. All right. Um, uh, extra cuts. Come on. Um, all right. Well, shoot. Well, is it there or not? It's okay. It's okay. Um, Tiffany Haddish does not. She thinks that this was a beautiful thing. It was the most beautiful thing she ever saw, actually. Most beautiful thing she ever saw. That's a problem. And I hate to say this, but it sounded the way she talked, the way she the way she articulated her feelings, something very raw, something very ugly, something that suggested a violent path. I don't know. But anybody who can look at that and see fine behavior tells me they may have an issue or two. And maybe, well, I'm going to have to come back to that because I do want you to hear this. In the meantime, Donald Trump says he most likely will run again. Cut 42. The truth is... I ran twice, I won twice, and I did much better the second time. And now, we just may have to do it again. All right, so what do you think? You like that? I like that a lot. Give me another cut. Cut 43. You have people like John Kerry worrying about the climate. The climate. Oh, I heard that the other day. Here we are, guys, threatening us. He's worried about the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next 300 
years. All right. You hear what he said. He said the F word. Now, I know some people who are kind of upset by that. I can see their point of view. But let's face it. We like it. All right. We're tired of those politicians keeping it so phony and fake. Hey, we got the Tiffany Haddish thing I was telling you about. All right. So Tiffany Haddish, we already went through it. Uh, Kind of famous for a lot of people, not so much for others. She's a uh, woman of color comedian. I've seen her be funny in the past. I've also seen her be incoherent and weird uh i think this was just nasty take it from the top please this is the red carpet i guess right after the oscars go a little little costume change um i'm not wearing a costume i'm wearing dolce gabbana (laughs) it's called an evening gown darling this is not no one's paying me for this i paid for it it's custom thank you time of death for me right now you look gorgeous not an acting gig this is my life this what fame look like this what success look like. This what money look like. This what it look like. It's what it look like. All right. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop right there for a second. That is very, she's very full of herself, huh? Can you imagine anyone else saying that? This is, I guess, why a lot of people don't like stars. Then again, everybody seems to love these people. Fawn all over them. Somebody can talk like that. And how about if I ran around? This is what money looks like. This is what success looks like. Well, granted, I don't have as much as she does, so I can't really quite say it with the same attitude. But still, I don't know if if you got it flaunted. Is that the mentality now? I notice only for certain people, actually. Especially if you can spread some of that attitude. I don't know. Keep going. It looked like, and I will just read the entire That book book's not coming <laughs> no time soon, but I curse you with joy will be out in November. Okay, okay. And Layla, the last black unicorn, will be out next month. So much right now. Okay. I'm just, you know, trying to accomplish a lot of things before 50. What are you doing? Uh, Well, I'm wondering something. I'm here with no shoes on. I'm jealous. (laughs) No shoes on. Here's the thing. I'm from Chicago. (laughs) And you out here with no shoes on? This is warm weather to me. I know. It's hot out here to you, right? (laughs) I appreciate you. You know? You know I got to ask you. I'm not. But you know I got to ask you. You're not wearing no heels. You're comfortable in the mud. I'm uncomfortable. But I look good. So she's somehow she's offended that this young girl is not wearing shoes. That's and the, the, the attitude is palpable. Now you can't see it, but she's pointing at her in a nest. You can't point at anybody. You're not supposed to point wagging your finger at somebody. It's hostile. Quite frankly, I think it might be motivated by race. Yes, I do. The whole thing. She happens to be black. If I didn't mention it, this woman interviewing her happens to be white. And there's a real negative tension. Now, she's not drunk, this Tiffany Haddish. And I look, I don't, I don't think talent allows you to do this. Talent, what else, did she, what else does she have going for her? Talent, success, money. This is what it looked like. Keep going. Was, would you define tonight as uncomfortable? No, I would define tonight as success. Okay. It was a great night tonight. Okay, what did First you of all, I seen a man stand up for his wife. Okay. Which we don't see that much anymore. Mm-hmm. That made me have hope. How about you? I want How did you feel about it? How did you feel about it? Because you're a comedian. And so it was that thing where, like, was that joke too far? How did you feel about what Will did? Because you are someone who's done comedy, and yet, like you just said, you saw a man defending his wife. Yeah. yeah. I want to know how you felt about it. Would you want your husband to do that for you if you was clearly hurt? I mean, they put her face up on the screen. He looked over at his wife. She was hurt. What would you want 
I would want him to defend me. The only, the thing that made me sad was like this was a big night for Will, and then you saw that emotion for him, and it was like God, it's, it's just I can't. I I don't think I've still processed how this night went. You know. Well, I just know she better take care of business when they get home. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's very impressed. Take care of business when they go home. Hey, there's more, but uh, anyway, she thinks it was a great thing. Do you? Do you think it was a great thing? Of course it wasn't. And to pretend that it was and somehow brave, somehow gallant behavior, that's kind of catching on. I think, like that girl reporter, I'm still processing it. All right, I'll be right back. This is The Greg Kelly Show. All right, moving on for a moment from the Will Smith, Chris Rock smackdown. Once again, great job there. Uh, Joe Biden is clearly uh, out of his uh, depth as president of the United States. For many decades, he was a United States senator from a small state, and it didn't really matter what he said or how he said it. All right. Couldn't only do so much damage as one senator of uh, how many senators are there? One hundred. OK. And Delaware, by the way, is actually as a state, it's smaller than I think 20 or 25 counties in America. There are counties in America that are bigger than the state of Delaware. There's actually one in New York. I think it's St. Lawrence County that is bigger than Delaware. Uh, San Bernardino, California is bigger than Delaware. Uh, This very mediocre average guy is put up to run by a committee of local businessmen because nobody wants to run against the incumbent in Delaware. He's been there for a million years. They put up somebody who has nothing to lose. And that was, at the time, 28-year-old... Vapid airhead, uh, barely graduated from law school, Joe Biden. All right, nothing to lose. He was the fourth ranked lawyer at the third most important law firm in all of Wilmington, Delaware. All right, um, small time guy, but he made it big. And you know what? I don't like people talking about white privilege, but talk about white privilege. All you needed was a big, dopey smile. And a handshake and a button that said, Joe, vote for me. Raising money, I'll do you a favor. You give me money, I'll do you a favor. That's why people hate politics. It's all a great big phony game. And Joe was the worst of them. I mean, really, really bad. So, and everybody knew for many years how silly he was, how dumb he was. I, I, you know, I'm not making this up. I mean, even as vice president, vice president, he had this tendency. Cut 37, please. The fake news being not so fake for a bit. Vice President Biden sticks his foot in his mouth again. Joe Biden sticks his foot in his mouth in Japan. There's been another verbal faux pas from Vice President Joe Biden. Vice President Joe Biden definitely has a reputation for speaking his mind and his off the cuff style has got him in, into trouble uh, yet again. Now, this is not just a matter of age. OK. Although you have to remember, he is 79 years old. He also had brain surgery twice. And they talk about that old saying, I was talking to my friend Mark about this, uh, when the air hits your brain, you're never the same. It's an old uh, adage from a brain surgeon. He had brain surgery twice, I believe, in the late 1980s, uh, early to mid-1980s. And that's radical surgery. And it can affect you. And it can change you. So here's Joe Biden at his peak. At his peak, he can't control his mouth. It's 1987. He is, what, 45 years old, maybe? 
Yeah, he's 45 years old in, in, in the fall of 1987. And he's already being driven out of the race because he can't control his mouth. Because he's too stupid. And listen to how bold the reporters were back then. The reporters didn't hold back. Cut 39, please. Do you feel you're able to control, to put in the vernacular of your mouth, that you can think before you talk? Well, I've been in this business for 15 years. Um, and uh, I, uh, um, I let my record of 15 years versus the transgression that you're referring to uh, stand. And you, can make, you all can make that judgment. I feel very capable of uh, using my mouth in sync with my mind. Okay, well, three days later, he was out of the race because he couldn't keep his mouth in sync with his mind. He couldn't. Okay? And he got caught lying a lot. Now he says words matter as a president, and he's blowing it. He's sacrificing, jeopardizing our national security. All right, give me your phone call, and let me know what you think about my... Well, my theories regarding Will Smith. I do think I'm onto something. I could be wrong. It does happen. 800-848-9222. Podcast platform. You're listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, Joe Biden is on stage right now, live with uh, a prime minister of some other country. Let's see, Singapore. And there's safety in numbers. so less of a chance that Joe will be directly challenged. I cannot believe it. He can show his face in public. He can go before 400 reporters and be confident that he will not be asked about his son's laptop, which was confirmed to be authentic, for those of you who still had doubts, by the New York Times less than two weeks ago. The New York Times said it's legit. Mr. President, the New York Times says this laptop, which seems to involve uh, – well, numerous uh, emails regarding you uh, is authentic. Care to comment? Something. Something. No, no, that would, I guess, um, why wouldn't they go there? Seems pretty uh, pretty cut and dried to me. Anyway, listen, Joe made a catastrophic, horrible, uh, you can't ever say this when you're the president. It doesn't matter if you're a gas bag, nobody senator from a nowhere state. But now he's the president, and he's still carrying on like a gas bag nobody senator from a nowhere state. Unfortunately, his words actually hold consequence now. Cut 31. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. Calm down. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Yeah, all right. So calling for Putin may have made you feel like a man for a moment, but that's not what we need right now. There's more to it. Much more to it. You got to make peace with this guy. You're calling for his ouster. You're calling for a coup. Remember when Lindsey Graham said it? Be a senator again if you want to st- say silly stuff and get on cable TV. You're the president. Maybe I'll talk like that because Joe likes to talk like that too, right? Uh, what else did he say that was stupid? Cut 32, please, on his trip. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military sp- response from NATO? It would re- it would trigger a response in kind, whether or not you're asking whether NATO would cross. We'd make that decision at the time. All right. Yeah. You don't say that. All right. That would be a huge geopolitical strategic mishap. Just that statement alone, even hinting that we would use chemical weapons. You don't do that. I know that. 
How long was he in the Senate? 40 years? 50 years? Another stupid mistake. Cut 33, telling troops, U.S. troops stationed in Poland that they're on the verge of going into Ukraine on the ground. Cut 33. And you're going to see when you're there, and some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of the front of a damn tank, just, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. All right, so this is bad stuff, all right? Here's from an insider. I can tell you what's going on right now. The people at the White House are very tired of all this. There's a guy named Ron Klain. He's the chief of staff to Joe Biden. Even he's flipped out, cannot, cannot come to terms. It's just unimaginable how irresponsible this guy is. People who thought they could finally quit, a lot of people wanted to leave the administration, They actually have decided that they're going to stick around because it's such a crisis and you can't leave in the middle of a crisis. The Biden people are furious at the uselessness of Harris and her team. She should be doing some of this stuff. Uh, Big thing that they have to do is manage Joe's uh, stamina, and he doesn't have much of it. He's like good for an hour and a half a day. He's not a full-time president. So one, two, three major gaffes on an overseas trip. And, hey, how about that Peter Ducey, son of Steve? You see him on Fox and Friends. Steve is a great broadcaster. His son is an amazing reporter. I mean, this is, uh, you know, remember Sam Donaldson made a name for himself. This stuff is, Sam was just a clown. I mean, this is great television, and it's also, he's dynamite on the substance. Peter Ducey of Fox News cut 34, confronting Joe Biden about his many, many mistakes. Cut 34. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. Mr. President? You you interpret the language that way. When you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? You've got to be silly. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then then Russia knows the response. Uh, You're being silly. He told another reporter he was being ridiculous. Well, it said on this piece of paper that everybody could see. They put little talking points. And when they ask you about your crazy statements in Ukraine, say you were speaking out of emotion. These are not crazy questions, Joe. You're the crazy one. You're the one who's coming apart. It's, it's, uh, It's something to behold. Trump, it's looking very, very good for him. Eric in Manhattan, hi. Uh, hey, Greg. Um, yeah, uh, Trump. Uh, I can, I'm so happy Trump is is uh, he's great. He's great. Um, but the Will Smith thing. I had another question about the Ukraine. The Will Smith thing. Will Smith, Smith missed a chance to have a really good moment there. You know. You know. Chris Rock is thinking. Oh, oh, oh he's coming up stage. Maybe he's going to ask for the mic. You know, say something clever, something profound, something stupid. But he smacks the guy. No. Anybody who who can justify that is in some kind of state of arrested development themselves. Now, what good you know? moment do you think could have come from that? He charges up the stage when it's not his turn. Remember when Kanye did that to, uh, who did he do that to? Uh, Taylor Swift, remember that moment? Taylor, I'm going to let you talk <laughs> right a- right after I make a speech about Beyonce. Don't you remember that? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he had no business going up there for any reason whatsoever. And, you know, I mean, what Chris Rock said, that's the side, that's the, side of the point. You know, this is juvenile. This is kindergarten. I mean, that's manly? No, no, no. You know, it's it's just uh, – and they, I say they should take the Oscar away from him. You know, he won it. He earned it. He, they're never going to take that away. But if you don't get lose your Oscar for going up on stage and, and, and slapping the host, I mean, what, are you, what, what does it take? You know, I just think it's just uh, – it's a double standard, too. You know, it's just uh, – it's ridiculous. It's bad stuff, I, I, man. Hey, and, uh, you know, they, the cops were there, and they asked uh, Chris Rock if he wanted to file charges. I think it's beyond Chris Rock. I'm sorry, the community. Don't we? I mean, if this happens, it's not up to – I don't think it's up to Chris Rock. It's up to the cops. It's up to the community. We have standards, pal. Thank you very much. Uh, Mike in New Jersey. Mike, hi. Hey, Greg. Greg, I – I don't understand why more attention is not being given to the fact that Will Smith found that joke funny to begin with. Well, if you were watching Newsmax last night, I highlighted that. In fact, if you go to my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA, I have a picture of him with Jada Pinkett. Jada's rolling her eyes, and uh, what's his name? Will Smith is laughing and giggling, and he's happy and relaxed. And I circle it. This is bef- this is right after the joke, before he goes on stage. And you make a good point. I have been making it, but you're right. No, very few people have. I have tonight. Um, I'm sorry, last night and yesterday on Twitter that he thought this was a joke. He went from happy and glad to smacking somebody in about 6.5 seconds. So I don't know if Jada Pinkett gave him the signal or whatever, and all kinds of people are wondering about the dynamics and that relationship. And, you know, if, if uh, I, what's what's Will might be whipped. Maybe Will's whipped, you know? Thank you for bringing that to our attention, because uh, if it was brought to everybody's attention more, he surely would be in more hot water with his wife. Check it. Check it on my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA. I tweet a lot. It was sometime yesterday. Thank you, pal. And wait a second. Gino. Gino is in Connecticut. Yes, Gino. Greg, how are you doing? Fine. Listen, I, I, I have a question here. One minute you tell us that the New York Times is fake news, right? And now you're telling us that we have to believe the New York Times because they're saying that Biden's laptop, they authenticated it. No, 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 no. I said, no, Gino, relax. I knew it was the real deal um, almost immediately. And so did the New York Post. Now, if you go back and listen, if you want to find this show later on podcast version, I will tell you and I well, you can hear me say for you liberals out there who have been in denial about the laptop. I don't have much regard for the New York Times, but a lot of people out there on the left think it's this uh, sacred parchment and, you know, it's not didn't happen unless it's in the New York Times. There are a lot of people who think that way. And a lot of those fake news reporters, they won't they won't report something if it's in the New York Post. It has to be in the New York Times. And now that it has been, they're afraid to actually bring it up to Joe Biden. Does that make sense, Gino? Because I no, did not. You're wa- absolutely wrong. Oh, Gino. You're sh- wrong about this. No, Gino, I'm not wrong. I already told you, and you can go back and listen to the tape for liberals out there. Look, Miranda Devine wrote the book on this from the New York Post. Rudy Giuliani did the work about this. Who had these people on my show uh, in the fall of 2020? Who serialized the book every day on this show and my other show every day for two weeks? The laptop is legitimate. I didn't need the New York Times to tell me that. But there are liberals out there who, and a lot of people who work in a lot of newsrooms, by the way, even some conservative newsrooms, who won't 
pull the trigger on a story until the New York Times says it's a story. You still think I'm wrong, huh, Gino? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't have uh, Gino, Gino, no, no, Gino. You, no, 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 Gino, Gino. You obviously just can't handle the nuances of this situation. You just can't handle the nuances of the situation. Gino, do you want – I take it you must not listen to the show very often. Uh, you no, much, I listen all the time. Oh, I well, I, then, I, then why are you just telling me I want to have it both ways here on the New York Times? The New York Times, for those who believe in the New York Times, and there are people who do – I am not one of them, but most of the mainstream media, they eat, live, and breathe that newspaper. You see what's on the evening news at night? Well, it depends upon what was in the New York Times that morning. Greg, Greg, you sit there and say that Ducey gave great great questions. He did. And that, 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 hold on a second. Yeah. Hey, wait, Gino, 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 do me a favor. Don't tell me to hold on, all right? I'm happy to have you on. I'm happy to hear you out. Just don't say that, all right? Because I'm the one who's going to tell you when to get off the phone, and I'm tempted to do that sooner rather than later. So, Gino, let's take a pause. Now, tell me what. Tell me your point about Ducey. All right, Ducey, if his father wasn't working at Fox, the kid couldn't even sell newspapers. Those were the hey, Gino, where are, you, where are you coming from? What is it that you do? You, you, see, you, you, see, you, see, you see, you see, you see, no, both ways. So you have it one way. So would you tell me how the world works? Tell me how the world works, Gino. I'm going to tell you how it works. you got to call right on both sides. There were things that the people did against Trump that were horrible. Slow down. Slow down. You're not making sense. Slow down. All right, Gino. You just don't want to. I'll say later. Gino, the other thing is you don't know anything about Steve Ducey. You don't know where he's worked. You don't know where Peter has worked. You You don't know any of that. You just don't know. You, you know, you just look at him and you say, okay, that, that's it. He's got it easy. You know, maybe he had a break or two. All right? I haven't got him a job. And you're a cop hater, too, by Oh, the right, way. Gino. Thank you, Gino. Right, 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 right. You Gino, Gino, Gino. Uh, that's that you are so – wow, Gino. You really understand these things. I think you started off this call with you are somehow – you actually listen to this show. So basically, you you disagree and you hate and you misconstrue everything I say. Everything. New York Times, Steve Ducey, policing, that's got – what do you do, Gino? What are, What is it that you do with yourself? I work for the phone company. I All right, good, the phone, phone company. company. You're the guy we can blame, Gino. You're the phone company, and you've got it all figured out. you got it all figured out, do you, Gino? union guy, too, and you probably hate that, right? I'm a union guy. I'm a union guy. I'm a union guy. Yeah, actually, calm down. Gosh, you, you don't have to yell. I am a member of SAG-AFTRA, Screen Actors Guild, actually. Um, I think only about 15 to 20 percent of the workforce is unionized now. And I do think there's a lot of bad stuff that comes with unions. I happen to like my union. It's got a decent health care plan. But unions basically, you know, with unions, we have guys standing around not doing anything for four hours until they're told to fold a chair. Have you ever seen anything like that, Gino? No, 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 I never saw You don't know what you're talking about. All right, Gino, thanks for calling. Uh, next up is Maria. She's on Long Island. Hi, Maria. Hello, Greg. How are you today? Is this the one in Franklin okay, Square? This... Yes, 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 yes. Listen, what Will Smith did to Chris Rock was ridiculous. The guy's a comedian. He was in the audience laughing his butt off. And then all of a sudden he goes on stage. Anyway, you know what? That's not news, Greg. Let's forget about 
them. Oh. Everything, they're making such a big deal about it. Hey, what come is- on, Maria. It's interesting. All right? I understand. So I know I'm getting this a lot. So what do you want to talk about other than Will Smith? I've got to tell you, everyone's talking. It's It's a... I'm interested in it. I'm sorry. I do. I find it fascinating and the dynamics that go with it and the lack of accountability or what can we say about Will Smith and what can we say about this person? This per- it, it, Certain people are protected. Certain people are fair game. I find all that very interesting. Anyway, Maria, uh, what do you want to talk about? I want to know what's going on with those poor people uh, from January 6th that are still in jail. That's what I want to know. Let's forget about Will Smith. Okay. <laughs> okay? All right, calm what down. What are they doing? Yeah, I what know. What are they doing uh, for these poor people? Well, if you want to get involved, I recommend that you find um, the website for Ashley Babbitt. And as you know, I've been talking about Ashley Babbitt a lot. Ashley Babbitt was that uh, that 30-something woman who was shot and killed even though she was unarmed and not posing a threat to anybody. Her husband, uh, Aaron Babbitt, is contemplating a lawsuit. And to do that, to wage a lawsuit against the federal government, it's very difficult. It's very expensive. You've got to pay for a lot of investigators. If you think about if that's something you'd like to donate to, I really urge you, uh, at 4Ashley, you can find it, Ashley Babbitt. It's findable. Let me see if I can get it. I think they've got to give, send, go. Hey, I will say this about Will Smith and January 6th. If you think about it, the Horns guy from January 6th, he didn't slap anybody. He didn't break anything. And he's in jail for at least four years. He's going to be in jail for four years. He pleaded guilty. Will Smith slaps somebody. We all see it. And he gets to go to the Vanity Fair Oscar party and dance to his own crappy rap music. Maria, I appreciate it. i got to take a quick break. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Anybody see the guy get pummeled at the McDonald's? Right in Penn Station, guy got beaten up, robbed, mugged. Anybody see the elderly Asian woman uh, assaulted at the bottom of the subway stairs? Uh, ever, everybody see the uh, other Asian woman uh, attacked in the vestibule of her building by somebody else who lived in the building? Um, experts, investigators have surmised that there could be a racial motivation here. Yes, anti-Asian hate crimes. I haven't heard Eric Adams talk about it. I certainly haven't heard President Biden talk about it. Have you? It's funny how he ran to that spa in Atlanta. Remember after those people, the spa shootings? Hey, nobody ever talks about uh, what kind of goes down in those spas, by the way. I mean, this wasn't exactly uh, a lady's spa for nails and stuff like that. I think it was a bit more... um, uh, relaxing than therapeutic. That's my sense, what they look like. But anyway, um, even though the authorities said that that was not motivated by racial hate, uh, our politicians, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, insisted that it had to be. The FBI must be wrong. The local sheriff must be wrong. Hey, we have uh, we have some political favor to uh, curry here. So they went there and they created racial tension where there was none. They went there and said that Trump was responsible when he wasn't. And now that we see anti-Asian hate is really happening, anti-Asian hate, violence, 
occurring all around us, nobody seems to give a damn. Very little. Hey, I have to actually give credit to CNN. They did a very interesting, uh, thorough report on this this morning. It's not the topic du jour because, well, uh, Joe Biden isn't talking about it and no one really, they're not making it a priority. But it's still happening. Um, and back here in New York, it's all around us. And you know what Eric Adams is doing? Our no integrity, no ability mayor. Partying with Cara Delevingne. Do you know who that is? Uh, she's Taylor Swift's girlfriend, I believe. Wait, who was she making out with once? Either Taylor Smith or Miley Cyrus. Hey, whatever happened to Miley Cyrus? You don't hear about her anymore. Anyway, Cara Delevingne is one of these crazy socialites who runs around partying all the time. And last night she was partying with uh, Eric Adams and some other rich people at uh, a bank. Wells Fargo. Just partying, you know? He might be out working, rolling up his sleeves. No, he can't do that. And he has no intention of doing that. It's much more fun rolling with a posse. You know what I mean? Rolling with the boys. Bump, bump. Dun, 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 dun. Bump, bump. It's your birthday. I think about that song sometimes when I see Eric and his entourage. That's all he's in it for. What did he say shortly after he became mayor? I got swagger. Huh? How about competence? How about integrity? No. Look somewhere else. City is really going to hell, isn't it? I mean, and the cops, unfortunately, it's a, they're now for many people on the same moral plane as the criminals. Same moral plane. Cops are part of the problem. The Avatars of a systemically racist society. If you're the representative of a systemically racist of course you're supposed to uh, resist arrest, fight. Right, Anthony? Anthony's in Jersey, yes? How you doing, Greg? Uh, good to finally get a hold of you and talk to you. I tried, I've been trying for months. I'm sorry. What's up? Uh, I really appreciate your thought, and I really... Uh, Big fan of your dad for many, many years. He was a great guy. I wish, I wish there was a Ray Kelly in every city and every state of this country, and we'd be in a lot better place, and especially if we had a mayor like Rudy Giuliani. And I know at every inch of my being that Donald Trump won that election, and they don't want to hear about the forensic reports that come out. you know. But what I wanted to get to is, you know, we've tipped our hand on the red wave with the whole idea of, you know, Trump going in there as speaker once we, if we can impeach these two idiots out. But now you know that they're always 20 steps ahead with their scheming and plotting. Now, how do we stop them from doing what they did in 2020 in the November midterms? I figured you'd be the best one to know something about that. <laughs> well, I wish I did. Listen, I am not an election expert. I like the Georgia voting law. I like the efforts that are underway uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, those votes were cast in violation of the, its own constitution. But look, I'm on pins and needles about the elections. I really am. Uh, and the, the fact that we have given Democrats somehow the moral high ground, they all they have to do is invoke January 6th and say the word insurrection and Republicans go running, most of them. So it's not a fight. It's not a fair discussion. But, Anthony, thank you for the kind words. They're playing the music again. i got to go. I'll be right back. See you in a bit. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. After all he's been through, they're trying to cancel Justice Clarence Thomas, have him removed from the court. Well-known idiot 
Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to lead the impeachment movement. Why? What did they do that was so wrong? Well, absolutely nothing, actually. And neither did his wife, Ginny. Now, Ginny Thomas happens to be uh, a conservative activist. There's no job requirements, uh, no requirements at all uh, specified for the spouse of a Supreme Court justice. Right? None. They can do whatever the hell they want. This is still America, ma'am. This is still the this is still America. But the fake news, they think they've got something because, ooh, Ginny Thomas, get ready, has was sending messages supporting Donald Trump and urging him not to concede in early November of 2020. I was saying that on television. Don't concede. It's not over. It was okay. It was perfectly legal to have grave concerns about the fairness of the 2020 election. Okay, everybody? This is still America. Oh, hold on a second. Is Joe Biden speaking now? No, that's a tape. They they brought him out earlier, and then they brought him right back in. No questions. All right, so the fake news. Ginny Thomas, you got this, right? Remember, high-tech lynching, what they did to Clarence, what they did to her husband. He's still a Supreme Court justice. His wife can do whatever the hell she wants, and she did nothing wrong, nothing illegal. But listen to how they characterize it. Cut 44. Ginny Thomas sought to guide the president's strategy to overturn the election. A push to overthrow, to overturn the election. Ginny Thomas and the dozens of text messages she sent her pen pal, Mark Meadows, to encourage him to overturn the election. We see an effort by her to help overturn the election results. His wife sent text messages to then-President Trump's chief of staff urging him to overturn the election. Overturn the election. To overturn a free and fair election. Over No. No. That's not what she was urging. All right? It was a battle. It was a fight. You're allowed to say fight. You know, one time they tried to cancel me because I said, we got to fight for Trump. Fight. They're trying to illegalize the word fight if we use it. And then, of course, I showed 50 million times when Joe Biden said and lied, I'll fight for you. Hillary Clinton, I'm going to fight for you. Fight. They're trying to criminalize language. So she wrote some things about, hey, he shouldn't concede. This is a great president. Stand firm, Mark. We are behind you. The majority knows Biden and the left is attempting the greatest heist of our history. She is allowed to voice that. And a lot of people felt that. And those people may still yet be vindicated. Oh, by the way, I keep thinking about Lenny Bruce, the the comedian. Do you know he, he was the first to say the F word on stage? And when he said the F word, guess what would happen? Cops would swoon in and arrest him right away. You can't do that. We have obscenity laws. He was the first comedian. Now you can't say three words on stage without saying the F word these days. It's just a given. It's like a punctuation mark. It's just there all the time. Maybe someday it'll be like that with the election. I can't say the election was stolen. Now, number one, I can't prove it was stolen. I don't know it was stolen. I have my doubts. I have my suspicions. I do not have the technical expertise to prove that, but I do have a fair amount of familiarity with the issues and something's not right about that one. And it's okay to talk about that. It's also not okay to have violence on January 6th. Right, Democrats? Because the way I see it, you guys, you guys facilitated that. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, you did. Why the hell were those cops standing on either side of the hallway letting people in? Why was that little cop in the front of the Capitol waving people in? Why did those cops in full riot gear not do anything? Just stand there when they were being begged, please help us. Why was Ashley Babbitt shot? You know why? Because they wanted to bring to a close what the Republicans had successfully engineered. An honest and legal and constitutional discussion about the fairness of the election. Authorized by law. The Electoral Count Act of 1887. The only problem is uh, Republicans were better at it than Democrats were. Democrats tried this in, um, they tried it many times. They tried it in 2000. What does the law say? You need a member of the Congress and a member of the Senate, and you need to make it in writing that you have concerns about the election, and then we can debate them. But they couldn't get their act together. In 2000, 2001, actually, there was only uh, members of Congress, mostly the Congressional Black Caucus. Cut 47, go. Uh, Mr. President, it is in writing and signed by several House colleagues on behalf and myself of the 27,000 voters of Duval County in which 16,000 of them are African-Americans that was disenfranchised in this last the, election. Uh, the, the gentlewoman will suspend. The question, um, the part of the question uh, that I'll put again is, uh, is the objection signed by a member of the Senate? Not signed by a member of the Senate. The Senate is missing. All right. Go sit down. She had to sit down because she couldn't do it. Tried it in 2004. Tried it in 2008. And here they are trying it in 2017. What's going on in January of 2017? Obama's still the president. It's January 6th, actually, of January 2017. And Democrats try it again. This is Jamie Raskin, well-known Democrat irritant, House impeachment manager, trying to stop the certification of the election. Cut 48. Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Is the objection in writing and signed not only by the member of the House of Representatives, but also by a senator? Is in writing, Mr. President. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. All right. Sorry, you got to sit down, too. So the Democrats couldn't get it together. Fast forward to 2021. And there are grave concerns about what happened in the November election. Namely, did they uh, abuse and exploit COVID, change the rules illegally to uh, make it easier to, well, get their guy in? Ballot harvesting. Okay? It's all right. It's legal. We have that concern. And we expressed it to our democratically elected lawmakers And they were convinced and they decided, yeah, we're going to do this. Not only a House member, but a senator. You're about to hear from uh, Paul Gosar, congressman from Arizona, I believe, followed by Ted Cruz standing up with him. Cut 49. I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. What purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the uh, counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, Is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. See? 
they had it. They had a senator and they had a congressman and then they were going to debate it. But then what happened? All hell broke loose. They started letting people in the Capitol to stop what they started, what the Republicans started. They wanted to stop it. Stop the debate, not stop the counting. There's a key difference. All right. The difference. Anyway, it's all according to the law. And that's what Ginny Thomas has been talking about. But, oh, no, this is an opportunity. Oh, my goodness. What was she talking about? Oh, my goodness. Listen to this. Uh, This is the fake news starring John Carl. Ooh, big time fake news guy. Uh, Cut 45, please. Uh, You saw those text messages from Ginny Thomas, uh, Clarence Thomas's wife. I want to read just two of them. Uh, One on November 6th, she said, do not concede. It takes time for the army who is gathering for his back. And then on November 19th, sounds like Sydney, meaning Sydney Powell, and her team are getting inundated with evidence of fraud. Make a plan. Release the Kraken and save us from the left taking American down. I mean, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. A text message. My goodness. You got to feel pretty weird there, Jonathan Carl, going through some lady's text messages that weren't intended for you. You should feel weird. And Amy Klobuchar, of course, she uh, she even turns the temperature up more. Cut 46. Jonathan, the facts are clear here. This is unbelievable. You have the wife of a sitting Supreme Court justice advocating for an insurrection. (laughs) Was she advocating for an insurrection? No. It's a dirty word, but they love to use it. And for some reason, it makes Republicans scared. It's a false charge. But somehow they, uh, I don't know. They're weak. So many of them are weak. Also on that show, do we have the, uh, oh, uh, do me a favor. Run this um, cut 44. Cut 44 just gives you a sense of what they're saying about her overall. Cut 44. Ginny Thomas sought to guide the president's strategy. All right. Yeah, you got what I mean. You got what I mean. So now they're trying to take out Clarence Thomas yet again. Yet again, leave him alone and leave her alone, too. And by the way, I've seen some really awful things written about Ginny Thomas. And some of it comes down to ugly racial bigotry. Ginny Thomas happens to be white. Clarence Thomas happens to be black. And apparently that upsets a lot of liberals somehow. That upsets a lot of liberals, isn't it? It's disgusting. Their objections. In this day and age... When you're a Republican, when you're conservative, I guess it's all fair game, isn't it? Marie is in New Jersey. Marie, yes. Hey, Greg, you're a breath of heaven. Um, I was calling for exactly the reason you just got done talking about, uh, hearing the rationale perhaps behind what happened on January 6th. I had never heard that uh, anywhere until you, I think, had it on TV last night. Am I right? Yes. I mean, thank you for noticing. Uh, So I first put it together on Friday, but right in the middle of when I was doing it, I had a shift. It like all came together. And I asked for the control room. I said, you got to get me the video of January 6th where where the, the cops are standing on either side and they're just going in. And it just clicked. I've been looking at this for such a long time. And all of a sudden, wait a second. That's what happened. They were allowed in to stop it. 
to stop the debate. And I just like I, I feel like I've seen the light, you know, and I may even do it again tonight uh, because it works. Right. It's totally logical. Total sense. I mean, other things make a little sense, but that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I haven't heard, ever heard that before. So thank you. That's all I want to say. All right, Marie. Thank you so much. I may do it again tonight because I just want to hammer it home, hammer it home, hammer it home. This is what happened and why it happened, I believe. Jamal. Jamal. Is this the Jamal or another Jamal? Jamal, is that you? Hello? No. Hello? Yes? Yeah, no, this is Mark from Brooklyn. Oh, all right. I don't know why they wrote Jamal next to your name. Anyway, uh, oh. what's up, Mark? Right. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a lawyer. I read uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani's briefs uh, contesting the, the election. And if you read it. Well, which Giuliani, one? There, are a lot, there was a lot of documentation. Which one? Well, the first, mainly the one that he filed in Arizona where the governor's changed the voting rights, which is unconstitutional because the, the House, the, the houses of each state are the ones by uh, they're supposed to vote on to change the voter laws. But in the in the at the end of the brief, he goes into where because of these changes, the the uh, ballots should be thrown out that were counted afterwards. And that's what these liberal judges used to throw the, those cases out. They didn't go by the the uh, states. What Giuliani was bringing up that it was unconstitutional that the governors of these states, there were four states in particular that changed the voting laws, and that they do not have the the uh, the political power. I shouldn't say political power, but it's not their job. It's the uh, Senate and Congress of each state. That changes voter laws. Exactly right, Mark. I mean, uh, I'm more familiar with the Pennsylvania situation, but uh, you can't vote absentee without an excuse in Pennsylvania. It's in the Constitution. And if you want to change that, just like you said, you got to get the, both chambers of the state house to agree. And then it's got to be put up to a referendum for everybody. If you're going to change the state constitution, um, you can. But there's a mechanism to do that. And they didn't do that. And it wasn't changed. Therefore, it's illegal. And a lot of the judges wouldn't rule on that. They would, you know, these guys are worms, so many of them. And 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 Rudy, I'm going to tell you something, man. They're going to be statues for that man. They're going to be they're going to be statues throughout the land for Rudy Giuliani. Very few people have have risked as much as he has and, and, and put as much on the line as he has. Be surprised how many lawyers, you know, lawyers can be easily intimidated, scared off and they run away. So they're always thinking about, you know, clients and corporate and what are they going to think and, you know, who's going to pay me by the hour. What else, Mark? Uh, it's just that. And uh, uh, you were talking earlier about these uh, uh, this, this Asian hate. Well, until until people really want to talk the truth of where it's coming from, this is going to continue and it's going to get worse. Okay? Uh, All of these things. Because especially with this this idiot in the White House that he says the biggest thing that he's afraid of is white supremacy. And then our mayor goes on and says that he hired his brother for security yeah. because of white supremacy. I, it's, 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 it's a farce. And I got, I got to go for a moment there, uh, Mark, but I appreciate it. Man, you have figured out so much 
uh, from Brooklyn and just looking around online. You get it, sir. You totally get it. I'll be right back. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, things seem to be quieting down in Ukraine, and that's great. That is great. Could peace be at hand? I sure hope so. I am sick of this war. I'm sick of all war. Uh, they, that would be great if everything just wraps up and uh, they work this thing out. I'm uh, sick of the war. Um, I don't like it. Nobody does. And uh, that would be wonderful. But we're not there yet. The other thing is, all right, so O.J. Simpson, who's old enough to remember the conviction? I'm sorry, the acquittal. Yeah, the conviction. Yeah, right. He was acquitted of killing Nicole, Nicole Brown Simpson. I remember that whole damn thing. And here's the moment of the acquittal. Just this is inside the courtroom, right? All right, go ahead. All right, Mr. Car- Mr. Uh, Simpson, would you please stand and face the jury? Judge Ito. Mrs. Robertson. Superior Court of California, County of Los Angeles. In the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, case number BA097211. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder in violation of Penal Code Section 187A, a felony upon Nicole Brown Simpson, a human being, as charged in count one of the information. Wow. Not guilty. I remember a couple of things. Johnny Cochran was like, yes, his defense lawyer. I think Kardashian, Kim Kardashian's father. What's his name? Ken Kardashian. I think it was Ken Kardashian. And he's standing there totally stunned. Shapiro looked like he was embarrassed to be there. Ethley Bailey, I think, was lurking around. So um, what was going on on the outside? Uh, I watched it on TV. I was surprised. I wasn't totally shocked. I was surprised. I was in a room full of people that were totally shocked. Now, show me a – we have a group of white people reacting, mostly white. I want to hear this. All right, go ahead. That's not – those aren't cheers. That's booze and screaming. All right, stop. Now we have uh, a reaction. That verdict was live on television, by the way, coast to coast. CNN, everybody had it, all the networks, everything. And uh, I think we have a room full of um, a more diverse crowd, I think, right? Go ahead. Let me hear that. Yes. Kind of sounds the same. (laughs) What? Go find the killer! OJ is innocent! We have to All right. At the end, I don't really know what I just heard, but at the end there, they weren't screaming in pain. They were happy. I heard those individual voices. Then I heard a bunch of my... Look, I remember, I remember the story. White people didn't like it. Black people did. The verdict. Bottom line, plenty of exceptions, yes. Painting with a very broad brush. Now, is that happening here with Will Smith and um, Chris Rock? I don't think so. I thought it might be happening. I'm not so sure anymore. Do me a favor. Tiffany Haddish said, what about this? She's got a whole big motivation uh, about what actually might have triggered this. Go ahead. 
When it was happening, I was like, like John the floor. First of all, do you know like that that in that joke that Chris did? I remember when that movie came out, and that was a way to insult a woman, her sexuality, her her physique. It was a way to call a woman a homosexual, basically. What the hell is she talking about? I remember GI Jane. I don't think Demi Moore was gay in that movie. Not that it matters. She was in incredible shape. She was ripped. I remember her doing those pull-ups. All right, Tiffany Haddish is on something. I think, maybe. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Some of the smartest, most amusing people I know are people who uh, don't like me very much, actually. I see it all the time on Twitter. Half the reason why I post on Twitter is I want the feedback. It is hilarious. They are smart. They are skilled. Um, you get to a certain point, and uh, it's so freeing to not be affected by criticism, even to like it, to enjoy it. It's fun. It's part of life. Not everybody is even supposed to like you. Automatically, there are a lot of people who are not going to like you just because I saw somewhere that 35% of people you meet automatically will not like you no matter what you do. So just roll with it. It's fun. All right? Life can be fun. Critics can be great, uh, even the nasty ones. I'm, I'm serious. And now I think people used to kind of understand this a little bit more than they do today. Everyone's so sensitive. Oh, my gosh. You made me feel uncomfortable. I was made to feel uncomfortable. Really? All right. Get the lawyers. If you want to be uncomfortable, stay in bed. So Ronald Reagan, the great Ronald Reagan, is a very smart man, by the way, and a gifted writer. I had that sense. I had been through um, his memoirs. And also, you know who told me that? Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani uh, was working in the Justice Department, top-tier job at Justice in the 1970s and in the early 1980s and wrote speeches that were passed on to the White House. Reagan would call him up and say, I'd like to see you in the Oval. And Rudy would come. And shockingly, he'd sit down with the president. And the president had edited the speeches and made them better. He was a master communicator. He was confident, comfortable in his own skin without being arrogant, no vanity. You hear that, Barack Obama? Talk about a guy who's into himself. Oh, it was all about him. Think of what he could have done, but he blew it off. It's a shame. Anyway, back to Ronald Reagan. Don Rickles made fun of him right to his face. And it was great. (laughs) Don Rickles uh, performed at the inauguration. He did a bunch of roasts with Reagan. This is 1973. Ronald Reagan is governor. Everybody knows he's going to be running for president, and he did actually three years later in 1976 and again in 1980. Uh, Cut 29. This is the Dean Martin roast, but Ronald Reagan is uh, the, the second tier guest of honor, I guess. Cut 29. And the governor is the great politician of all time. He laughs at anything. My brother died. (laughs) I tell you out there, America, our governor is dumb. That's a joke, governor. (laughs) (laughs) Just right? And he's right there. And Reagan does now. Fast forward uh, 49 years. Where are we? Will Smith. Will Smith sitting in his chair. Cut 20. Your wife's name 
your mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a GI Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I think we're in trouble, don't you? Something's wrong. And everybody decries violence, right? Oh, the Academy. At first, they do not condone violence. And then now they condemn what uh, what uh, Will Smith did. Violence in movies? Has anybody ever heard of that happening? Cut 30! Oh, it is a little sucked, isn't it? This would all work better if you could see it, I realize it. But it's basically a bunch of violence, all right? We pulled some of this together. I showed it on the TV show last night. Um, we have uh, six trillion years worth of violence on television and movies. Um, but we showed about uh, 10 seconds of it last night. You know what I mean. It's kind of ironic, these guys decrying uh, violence, decrying uh, uh, ooh, decrying sexual exploitation. Remember? They were all horrified by Harvey Weinstein. Absolutely horrified. We had no idea. We are shocked. Shocked there is gambling going on. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you. They call that Casablanca shocked. Have you ever seen that movie? Ooh, it still it still works. It still works. So, Roman Polanski, Hollywood is corrupt. It's fundamentally corrupt. Why are they still kissing Will Smith's ass to some degree? Because he's powerful, he's rich, he's famous, and he's black. All right. Now, granted, that wasn't as fashionable as it is now. Uh, here, you know, it was fashionable. Um, when was this? In the late 90s when they gave Roman Polanski the convicted sex pedophile. What did he do again? He had sex with a 13 year old girl in the 1970s and he's been on the run ever since. He's been on the run. He lives in France. Why? Because he doesn't want to go to prison in America. That's what would happen if they brought him back here. So they give him a big award. I think this is best director for some crummy movie with Harrison Ford. Um, cut 23. Now, as you hear the applause, by the way, um, you can't see it, but I see that. Um, who's that short guy? Martin Scorsese is on his feet. All of Hollywood on their feet applauding sex criminal convicted rapist Roman Polanski. Cut 23. And the Oscar... Goes to Roman Polanski for the pianist. Woo! Woo! It went on and on and on. And next up, Charles Manson. The movie score. Didn't he write a song for the Beach Boys? These people are. Um, that actually gave me a pause. That, that made me really think last night because I had heard about that. I knew about that. Roman Polanski getting that award. But when I saw all of Hollywood on their feet applauding a fugitive wanted for a sex crime. That made me really wonder about that community. Made me really wonder about some of the things I'm hearing about. The exploitation of children in Washington, in Los Angeles. You know what I heard recently? It's hard to believe. And I'm still, I'm I actually, I think I, this more work needs to be done. 
but I heard from someone who just got back from Ukraine where there is a problem with um, human trafficking. You have a lot of children who are unattended, all right, and human traffickers swoop in and abduct them and sell them into sex slavery, uh, labor slavery. The markets are uh, primarily Africa and, for labor, the United States. And I said, no way. Come on, that can't be. America? No. Yeah. And why is it America? Well, because they, uh, these children are expensive, actually. And nobody has disposable income uh, like America. Isn't that kind of sick? Did you know that? I didn't know that. I want to find out more. If that's happening here, if we're the number one, this is what the person told me, James Zumwalt is his name, and he recently got back from Ukraine uh, working with a, a group called Air, the Aerial Recovery Group. And they go in after um, man-made disasters, natural disasters, and they take uh, people out who are at risk, sometimes the elderly, sometimes the sick, sometimes orphans. And they moved a lot of orphans out of Ukraine in cooperation and coordination, by the way, with the Ukraine government. Could you imagine that? In this country, in 2022, sexual slavery of children. Mickey is in New Jersey. Hi. Hi, Greg. That is sickening about the the children in Ukraine. But um, I want to compliment you. It was a great comparison comment about the Hornsman not striking anyone, and he's still in jail, like Will Smith did. But Will Smith and his wife have an open marriage, and wonder if Will Smith slapped Chris Rock because his wife had an affair with Chris Rock. It could be. It could be. Look, I think that is... um for some people, that may sound really titillating, you know, ooh, an open marriage, wow. But in actuality, uh, that's, uh, that's a really fraught arrangement. That's dangerous stuff. And people could go crazy and who knows what. So uh, who knows what triggered him because he did go from totally happy to, uh, you know, maniac in five seconds, you know. Um, but, yeah, people know that about, about their uh, situation there. I never heard of that working out before. Have you, Mickey? No, I've never heard it working out, and I certainly wouldn't try it. <laughs> right, right. I might be, I might intellectually think about it from time to time, but no, it can't happen. It can't happen. Right? Right. And also, can I just say one more thing? Yes. About the upcoming machines, because the Dominion machines are still being used in New Jersey, and I, I called you about an issue I had. Uh, when people go to vote this upcoming election, bring your cell phone in and videotape everything so you have proof. Because everyone's saying, oh, there's no proof, there's no proof. If you videotape, you'll have something uh, documenting it. I um, I just make sure you're not breaking the law, right? I don't know if there's a law against I don't know. Look, I've gone into voting booths before, and I take out my video camera, you know, just for the hell of it. One year, it wasn't an important election, and I wrote in Rosanna Scotto for mayor. Um, or, or judge or something like that. I, uh, and I videotaped it. So, um, yeah, I think we should be able to videotape it and, uh, whatever's going on. I think it should be documented. Mickey, good luck with that. Stay in touch. Uh, yeah, I am worried about the election. I think, uh, we all should be Natalie in long Island. Yes. Hi. Hi, how are you, Greg? I'm calling about Will Smith. I mean, my, uh, this is just my kind of perception over the past two days pairing, the idea of what happened the other night, along with the fact that they claim they have this open marriage. I don't know. I feel like she's he's a little under her thumb. I feel like this whole thing with them having this open marriage 
maybe that seemed to me was that her decision that that's how they were going to handle this thing that he like she cheated on him then maybe that wasn't fully what he wanted and the other night i mean he was laughing at the joke and then he caught sight of his wife looking very upset and then everything changed and i just wonder if there's a little bit of i feel like he's kind of under her thumb i don't know if i think that's the way he would have reacted the other night but seeing her and knowing i guess i better do something about this that was just over the past two days kind of my conclusion i and i have a question for you like do men usually slap somebody? Don't men usually punch somebody? I don't know. The whole thing just led me into this direction of feeling like he's kind of led around by her. Well, I haven't been in a real fist fight in a long time. Uh, at least, I don't know. I think it was before COVID. Had to be at least two years ago, the last time I really punched somebody. I'm only kidding. It was in the sixth grade. And I didn't slap him. I punched him. And I punched him with a handful of matchbox cars, and it really did some damage. Uh, the slapping thing is, um, yeah, that's not my that, – that wouldn't be my M.O. I don't understand it. Hey, have you noticed how many people are kicking? A lot of people, excuse me, are kicking in these videos. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. It's I have. really bad. I mean, you can do so much damage with your with your leg and your foot kicking somebody's head. Look, these two have been together since 1997. Who the hell knows what's going on there? I mean, I cannot just look at the video and figure that out. I can't. I won't. Um, you know, are drugs involved? Probably, but who knows? I, I, I don't know. And I do say this again. I think they should both go on a little retreat with Denzel Washington, who I think is a real force for good. He's talented, and he's a Christian, and he's a man of the Scripture, and he's really... Um, and he talks about it. He talks about it openly. And um, I think there's a lot to be gained there. But uh, as far as the other stuff, you may be right, Natalie. Natalie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Mayor defends clearing homeless encampment. They're giving him a hard time about that. <laughs> He's always looking for credit. Give me a moment. I'll be right back. Listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, anybody know who... Uh, Brad Lander is Brad Lander. Now think real hard. Nobody knows who this is because everything's changed. Nothing means anything anymore. And every all these people are pipsqueaks. Brad Lander is the controller of the city of New York. He is the controller. Remember, who were some of the controllers, the big ones? Uh, Harrison Golden, right? I remember him. I think Abe Beam was controller before he became mayor. Now it's a guy named Lander, Brad Lander. You know what Brad Lander was for? Defund the police. He was out there like an idiot. We got to defund the cops. Why? Because it was popular momentarily. We got to defund the cops and we have to direct the funding to um, holistic programs for the betterment of the people and wellness and and school and interruption programs and hand out sweatshirts and midnight basketball. We shouldn't be using handcuffs so much. That's what Brad was saying. Now Brad scammed his way into the comptroller's office, whatever the hell that is. And what does he want now? Because he's a city official. Oh, I am the top. I am one of the top three city officials. So I get a police detail because my safety is at risk. And he wants this cop to drive him home. He wants that cop to drive him to work. He wants that cop to go with him wherever he goes. He wants 24-7 Police coverage. 
This is the man who wanted to defund the police. His name is Lander, the controller, who actually the controller. I can't believe we give these guys paychecks. That's the scandal right there. Paychecks for Brad. Who else is getting a paycheck or doesn't? The borough presidents revoke every single one of those guys. The public advocate. Who's the public advocate anyway? Nobody knows. These offices are meaningless. I remember when Bill de Blasio was the public advocate. I was interviewing him on my show. Slowly, methodically, with precision, revealing that he knew nothing about anything especially the police department of which he was highly critical. He was all about race. He loved talking about what people look like. So I said, if that's so important to you, do you care to share with me the racial makeup of the NYPD? Well, he couldn't because he had no idea. He assumed it was uh, 95% white. Of course, he was totally wrong. I asked him, Mr. Mayor, how many people work for you? And he said, about 40 I said, how many people work in city government? He had no idea. The answer, I believe, is about 300,000, give or take 100,000. So you really think you can go from managing 40 people to managing 300,000? Oh, I got you there. I told him that the on the show that he was actually appearing on at that very moment, my old show, had more employees than he did in his silly little public advocate office. Public advocate. Yay. I'm the public advocate. What was that thing that we called it? City charter, the city charter revision. Boy, oh boy, what a joke that was. And I like Mike Bloomberg, but I didn't like how he rigged it to get that third term. I don't know. Every now and then he bothers me, but by and large, I think he was a good mayor. Uh, all right. I got to go through this quick because I got to get across the street. Bobby in New Jersey. Yes. Hey, Greg, how are you? Fine. I tell you, I tell you, you touch on so many subjects that I don't have enough time to go over them all with you. But real quick, Tiffany Haddish, I have a tough time following her speech pattern when you play those sound bites. Number one. Yeah. Number two, number two, Will Smith, if he had a grudge with Chris Rock and he didn't like what his wife said, instead of doing what he did in front of millions of people, and God knows how many kids were watching the Academy Awards. He should have got the guy backstage, one-on-one, and did what he had to do. Yes. Not to go up and slap the guy in the face. Of course. And create what he did, number yep. two. Number three, mm. Peter Schweitzer's book, Red-Handed, oh, yeah. I think is a must-read is a must read for everybody to understand what Hunter Biden and the Biden family is about. I agree. Red-Handed, and I uh, did a great book about the Democrats. All great points. Peter Schweitzer, it's a big bestseller, red-handed, how uh, the elites helped China get rich, selling us out. Thank you, sir. Uh, George in Rockland. Yeah, hi, uh, Mr. Kelly. Okay, so I'm, uh, I like to ask Ocasio, uh, sorry, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to resign. I believe the way she's handling herself, especially now that she's intimidating the Supreme Court, and all other previous comments and actions that she does, she doesn't belong in the Congress. And uh, I hope other people feel that way, and I hope other people will call all uh, outlets of media 
and reflect on this. All right, George. It's official. George in Rockland wants her to go. Me too, by the way. Uh, Andrew in New Jersey. Yes, sir. The last caller is right. You have so many great topics, Greg. And I wanted to say uh, you're right on the money. And I originally called about the Asian attacks. My wife, so I'll, I'll touch on that. My wife's Asian, and she was a big Trump supporter. Still is, but she didn't like that he was using the term China virus because she thought prejudice against Chinese. But the reason did you tell her? Did you tell her that all these big diseases are named for where they come from? The Ebola virus. The Ebola is a river in Africa. Lyme disease. That's a town in Connecticut. Uh, I think it's. I don't think it's ethnically. But anyway, the important thing is she still likes Trump. Keep going, Andrew. President Obama called it the Mexican flu. Plus, she's uh, pre-nursing, so she has to know all those things, ironically. But the mainstream media sees the videos, and the attackers are almost predominantly African-American men, so that's why they don't cover it that much if it was white. Oh, you're talking about the anti-Asian videos, right? Like Jesse Smollett tried to stage. Uh, Yes, yes. You bring up a thorny but very true uh, component to what we're seeing in these anti-Asian attacks. It's uh, nobody wants to say it, but uh, 99.9% of them, uh, the assailant, the perpetrator, is a black man. It's true. And how can we confront that? How can we deal with that? Barack Obama once had some big ideas, but then he got scared and greedy and never talked about it again. I got to take one more call and then I'm done. Tony! Tony is calling from White Plains. Yes, hi. Greg, um, about the um, uh, January 6th, I was watching that live from the very beginning, and that piece of tape, videotape, has never been shown again. And what it showed was the uh, White House police were preventing the uh, uh, people from coming through the doors, and behind them was a gentleman, probably in his 30s, in a silver suit, white tie, uh, blue tie, and white shirt. When they were pushing uh, Ashley Babbitt through that window or atrium uh, glass above it, he said very distinctly, stop or I will shoot you. And her, with military background, didn't have enough common sense to pull away. I can't well, number one, it. number one, you're wrong on a couple of uh, points here, Tony. Uh, that video did not emerge on... January 6th. It emerged uh, later. And um, I'm sorry. We don't have enough time to go through it all. Hey, I was in the military myself. Some people think uh, if you were in the military, that makes you Superman. It doesn't, okay? (laughs) You could easily not hear somebody say something. And uh, anyway, sorry we're out of time. Thanks for the call. And thank you, everybody. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at 7 Eastern Time. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.